everyone, it's Shalee here. And before we kick off season two, I wanted to let you know that due to the pandemic, we are recording remotely. We've been adjusting to a new method of recording, and so you might hear some weird audio here and there throughout these first few episodes of this season. However, we have edited them to the best of our ability. And we believe that the content is still fun and engaging. So thanks for hanging in there with us, and we're off to season two. And I'm Abby. And you're listening to The Slightly Credibles. And we want to welcome you to the next episode. Yeah, the most recent one at the moment is this one. (laughs) It's this one. (laughs) Well, we are on season two. So if you haven't listened to season one, you should go back. Yeah, duh. If you want. I mean, you can listen to them out of order. It doesn't have an order. Sorry if my... um... That's okay. If I keep touching my bangs, it's because they're getting so long that every 10 seconds they hit my eyeballs. And I'm like, <laughs> ah. So and I can't get them out of my, I can't get them out of my face. Okay, so today's episode is going to be about a few specific UFO sightings or incidents. Just ones <gasps> that I came across in the past, I don't, like since quarantine started. And so honestly, I, was like, I love oh, generic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's talk about this. So, oh, and then also, I want to recommend to everyone to watch the movie The Vast of Night. It's, it's like an indie sci-fi film that okay. was shot in, I think it was in 2016, and they filmed it in, like, Arizona and Texas, and it takes place in New Mexico around, um, you know, like, where Roswell is? It's supposed to be, like, kind of really Okay, yeah. It takes place in the 50s. And the guy that shot it, he wrote the script himself. He directed a bunch of commercials and he saved up all the money he made from the commercials and used that to film the movie. Whoa. Went to Sundance, I think, and did really well. Cool. What was it again? It's called The Vast of Night. The Vast of Night. Yeah. Okay, so I watched that maybe like two or three weeks ago. I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then I also watched Unsolved Mysteries. (gasps) I watched that too. (laughs) Why am I surprised at all? We have a conspiracy (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Dude, I I watched that too. Wait, did you watch the new one on Netflix? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, okay. So you already know one of the things we're going to talk about. Do I? Yes. (laughs) So, I, oh my gosh. Yeah, because literally after every single episode, I was like, aliens. <laughs> right? Yes, like, right? What was your favorite one? Oh, Just, you can cut this episodes? out, but I want to know. Yeah. I mean, not favorite, because they're all pretty sad, but. The ones that bothered me the most, or like, like that I kept thinking about, I guess. The first one where the guy fell through the parking lot roof, <gasps> I was like, I don't I understand. just got the chills. I like, didn't even, I don't even, I forgot about that one. Yeah. I don't understand what happened or how it could that's, happen. That's, that's like aliens. It doesn't make any, it's like, it is like aliens. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> like that is that really makes no sense. Like you can tell, like with all the other mysteries, like people were kind of like, it's an unsolved thing. Like we're not, we're just simply don't have enough evidence for it. It's but unsolved. then that one, yeah. But then that one, everyone's like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. That doesn't make sense versus it, all the other ones, other ones are like, yeah, we just don't have, like, we're not going to ever know just because there's not enough proof. But then this one is like, you can tell that the detectives are still like kind of bothered by it, you know? Yeah. Well, since we're talking about unsolved mysteries, I, I think we're going to go a little out of order. <laughs> what I okay. Guess. Sorry. Yeah. We get, <laughs> we kind of rambled there for a second. That wasn't even considered housekeeping. That was just like something we should have had a personal discussion about. <laughs> I was going to do the, um, the unsolved mystery like the newest one last but we'll talk about it first okay cool okay so when you google um ufo sightings or whatever on google a wikipedia page will pop up and it will say ufo sightings or incidences and it's like this big long list of what are considered like verified quote unquote ufo okay, sightings yeah. or really um popular ones like uh yeah. pop culture ones didn't something come out recently where they, like, verified a ton of them? Like, it's, like... Yes. Is that what and you're going to talk about? No. Um, oh. We're yes. supposed to have... No. <laughs> we're supposed to have a guest named Bobby who's going to talk about them. Oh, okay, okay. I'm excited to meet him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've never <laughs> met him before, I guess. Wow. Ecstatic. Yeah, Bobby, <laughs> you better come on and... T- <laughs> I know you sitting at home in quarantine. <laughs> oh, he posted the funniest picture the other day of like what he looked like at the start of quarantine and what he looks oh, like. Oh yeah, now. I saw that. <laughs> Honestly, same because my bangs are piercing my eyeballs. As <laughs> it's literally piercing my eyebrows. Okay, so when you go onto that Wikipedia page about UFOs, Ooh. I was so surprised. I thought it was gonna start in like the 1940s. But it doesn't. It goes all the way back. So the very first one on the list is from 1440 BC. Are they like cave drawings? <laughs> yeah, close. Um, the scribes of Pharaoh Tutmosis III reported fiery disks floating over the sky. So it's way back then. It's like the very first documented ufo sighting or thing that they couldn't say what it was for sure and that's on papyrus scrolls that they've found i i didn't look very much into it but i'm sure you could find out like if it was i bet it was found in like a tomb or whatever one of my friends told me the other day they were like you know mammoths were around when they were building the period pyramids what didn't it didn't that just blow your mind wait really yeah Oh, so the first um, UFO incident we're going to talk about was on the new Netflix Unsolved Mysteries. How did I miss it? I think you probably saw it. You'll probably remember it when once we start talking about okay. it. Okay. It's called the Berkshire UFO Incident. Okay. So September 1st, 1969 marked the Berkshire UFO Incident. It happened in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. Okay. So... But in reality, it didn't just happen in that city. It happened probably within like a 25 to 30 mile radius of that city. Because on that specific night, September 1st, a bunch of different people called into the police station with reports that they saw something in the sky. Yeah. Now, 
it that's okay that's kind of what becomes sketchy later on when they went to research for this episode they went to the police station and tried to look up the old records and there were no calls in the log however uh the researchers found about six or seven people that are still alive today that remember seeing or they reported being abducted actually i have goosebumps isn't that it's weird but there's like and it's like six or seven people it's not just like one or two people being like oh yeah we got abducted and the thing is is that these people didn't even know each other before this incident happened oh my god i feel like something's behind me i feel (laughs) so creeped out because i feel like it's like the government they're coming to get you they're covering it up one of the women that they interviewed her name was jane green she was a teenager at the time and her family owned the rexall pharmacy so it was very like hometown kind of okay. feel. She was she was the first person they interviewed and she reported that she was driving with her friend. They like stopped in the middle of the road when all of a sudden they were like blinded by these bright lights. And they saw this big object floating in the sky and she sound, made it sound like it was the size of a football field. And then it like floated o- up and away and just vanished. <gasps> oh my gosh, you just did a movement with your hand. <laughs> and it freaked me out like up and away really fast like jolty like boop, boop, yeah away. that's how she described it wow and i thought her okay so she was like one of the older people that they interviewed for this like she was a teen at the time most of the people that they interviewed that had a clear recollection of what happened were children so whoa then why does that make me feel like it's like ghosts i don't know it's i but the people that had the clearest memories of what happened that night were kids there was um one guy his name was thomas reed that was interviewed in the documentary he was nine years old at the time and he and his brother were driving in the car with his mom and grandma he had just moved to town with his mom. His mom was single, newly single, and she had started a restaurant. She purchased an, one of the restaurants in town and started, like, a new business for her family. And they were driving home. He had some sort of horse riding event earlier that day, and they were driving home from it. And the way he described it was, like, a bright light came into their car, and they lost time. <gasps> He remembered more of what happened. Like, I'm not going to spoil all of it because people should go watch the episode. But he goes into details of, like, what he felt and how he felt about it. And then when they got back in the car, everything was the same except his grandmother and mom were switched places. <gasps> what? Yeah. So he I said, just like, got the chills. He said that his mom was driving and his grandmother didn't know how to drive. And when that, after they, like, came back came to from the bright light they were switched places and the grandma was in the wrong spot because grandma never drives oh oh my god i feel like i'm like imagining like um have you ever seen solar opposites Uh -uh. yet it's like um an animation like an adult animation show about aliens and i'm just i'm just imagining the two aliens like being like shit dude do you (laughs) do you remember who was in which seat exactly and they're like like, I don't want to call the manager, man. I don't want to have to call the manager. And they're like, dude, it's all right. Nobody's going to believe him anyways. <laughs> Put him back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I, that's, what it, yeah. that's probably what it was like. You want to go get Gorglog for lunch? Oh, hell yeah. I want to get Gorglog. What a good... Yeah, let's go get Gorglog. All right. <laughs> a 
I'll have to watch that. It sounds like it's good. Oh, yeah. I was just making up Gorlog. I don't know what Gorlog is, but... Um, and it wasn't just him. It was, like, his whole family remembered it. But the feel that I got from the episode was that he was more open about talking about it than the rest of... Like, his his mom was interviewed, too, and she didn't have as much of a recollection about what happened. I felt like the older the person was at the time of the abduction, the less they remembered. Oh, that's kind of weird. Isn't it? Yeah, because usually, like... Usually when you're older, you have a stronger memory, you know? Like... Yeah. I have no idea. I thought that was really strange, too. But the mom, she remembers, like, the bright light and then them being switched back in the car. But um, the kid, who was nine at the time, Thomas, he was more open to talking about the event with, like, other people in the town and whatnot. And I think that it became kind of like a thing that he would get teased about as a kid. And then people would come into the restaurant and, like, talk to the mom and be, like, rude to her about it and that sort of thing. So now that he's older, like, he, I think he's The town kooks. Yeah, they try, because they were already outsiders to the town, and then people, like, this happened and people were rude. Um, They really had to pick them. I know. They couldn't pick, like, the rich, like, guy who was on his way to golf. This other lady, Jane Green, whose family owned a pharmacy, they were well off, and she was like, I saw it, too. Wow. So, there were people like that. There was a girl named Melanie, I'm going to probably say this wrong, Melanie Kirchdorfer. (laughs) Yeah, that's her last name. So, she was 12 years old at the time, and the way that she described the ufo incident like so so first of all she prefaced it with like earlier that day i snuck out with my friends and we were smoking a stolen cigarette and then that evening i had to go back to my house and my family and my dad was like let's go get ice cream so he shoved everybody in the car and they um went to the lake to get they went i guess there was like an ice cream store by the lake or whatever and so they went there. Cute. I want to go. Yeah, it sounds fun to me. And then they were going to, they were driving home. <laughs> and as they were driving home, they saw a shiny metal object, like a bright shiny metal object in the sky. And the dad was like, whoa, look at that. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, just keep going home. And he's like, no, let's go see what it is. Oh, And the hell mom no. was like, oh, I'm sure it's just like a shooting star or whatever. Yeah, tell yourself that. Whatever so they, helps you sleep the dad's at night, like, mom. Let's go see. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. So the dad starts chasing after it. Okay. Like, <laughs> with the car. And then she describes that she felt like they were levitating. <gasps> and she saw the bright light. And then she remembers like being in a ship and being like splayed out and seeing other kids. Like she remembers <gasps> the little kids. kids. And then again. When she came to like back to what we would call as like yeah. reality like to our oh my reality. god wow to our reality you just went off with that one that's so true because what even is reality you're right keep going she was at the lake her family was nowhere nearby whoa like they were back in their car down the road and whoa. she was left at the lake I don't like And had that. to, like, walk home. Her family had no idea where she was or what happened. Ew. Like, she got abducted out of the car, and they dropped her at the lake. Yo, they were, like, doing experiments on kids, period. Isn't that weird? Or they thought that they were adults, 
because they're like little gray people, right? Like aliens are little gray people. So they're probably like, we better take these ones because they're the adults, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like their babies are giant. They're the adults. So yeah, then the they're like, oh, God, giants. we don't want to mess with the babies. We'll take the they're adults. Like, but they actually mess with the babies. <laughs> oh, classic alien mistake. And then the last guy who I thought was uh, had one of the more like most interesting stories out of all of them. His name was Tom Warner. So Tom Warner was 10 years old at the time of the incident. And from what I could understand, his house had a yard that connected to the neighbor's house. And he hung out with the neighbor girls all the time. Like one of the older Ooh. neighbor girls would like babysit him. Oh, okay. And they were coloring. And I thought we were going to get romance in this story too. It's exciting. <laughs> they were, I'm sure he had a crush on her. She was four years yeah. older than him. Aww. Um, and so they were coloring. And then all of a sudden he went to the window of the house and looked out at the front yard. And the younger sister of the girl that was babysit him, babysitting him was also telling this. So they interviewed him and her. Okay. So there's two people... Two people that they interviewed for this story that are still alive. This specific story. Okay. That, and I'm sure there are other people that are still alive. Like, because there were other brothers and sisters around that saw this happen. So he mm-hmm. goes to the window. He looks outside. And he says that he heard a voice in his head that said, go outside. You have to go home now. So, I don't want to do, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> so he goes I'm outside. I'm scared. And he's running. And he's trying to run back home. But the girl that they interviewed said he was running in place. Like, he wasn't <gasps> getting anywhere. Like, he was... I want to... I want to... I want to leave. Like, he <sighs> couldn't, like, move forward. And they were like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, then, like all this. of a sudden, this light comes down out of nowhere. And he disappears. And so, it's not just him that saw this. It was the other... The, the two neighbor girls and his brother that saw this. He disappeared. He was gone for seven minutes, and he remembers being in the ship, and he saw the girl, Melanie. He remembered her face, the other girl that got abducted, and they didn't know each other before this at all. Like, they'd never met each other. They lived in opposite ends of where these incidents happened, like probably 30 miles away from each other. I'm so uncomfortable right now. So I'm so uncomfortable. Also, seven minutes is how long it takes to soft boil an egg. Facts. Oh, maybe they were soft boiling those people. <laughs> maybe they were soft boiling him. <laughs> That's so scary. <laughs> uh, so when he, after the seven minutes, they laid him, like the beam of light came back down. They laid him on the opposite side of the yard. No. And he was Why did stuck. They get, okay, they have the, like the advanced enough technology to like abduct a person and make them levitate, but they can't put them back where they found it. I know, they're sloppy. That sounds like my brother cleaning up the bathroom. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so funny. (laughs) So they lay him back on the yard with this beam, and he's trying to, like, move, and his brother's yelling at him, like, come on, come on. And he said that he heard the voice say, we're almost done. As soon as the light's gone, you can move. And when the light left, he got up and ran home. I hate this so much. And today, this guy... I'm not Tom, sleeping tonight, Chili. I'm sorry. This, I'm today, not sleeping tonight. Well, or he, maybe I will, and I'll freaking get abducted. You'll get abducted. If it makes you feel any better, this guy seems like 
it, he doesn't seem like it bothers him so much anymore. And he's an artist and he like paints paintings of his abduction and stuff. So So um, it doesn't seem like he's still bothered by it. <laughs> I guess he has visions of it every day and it bothers him to the point of having to exert them through creativity. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> well, he seemed like the most, like, uh, easygoing about it, I guess. <laughs> oh, no. So the rest of them were even more crazy? Oh, the no. Them, like, they seem like normal, everyday people, but, like, I think they're tired of people telling them they're crazy, you know? <gasps> oh, my God. So that's the Berkshire UFO incident at Great Barrington, Massachusetts. Okay. And there's more details in the episode, and you can go on Reddit. There are people who believe that the Berkshire UFO alien encounter was revenge for the first moon landing. So. I thought there was no aliens on the moon. But it wasn't by aliens. It was by Russian people. So the Russians couldn't land on the moon, apparently. Yeah, I think that's where my brain just went. It's like, okay. uh, But... So the Russians couldn't land on the moon, but yet they could come and abduct people with beams of light. I say debunked. I say no thank you. I say incorrect. Wrong. And then some people think that all of these people saw, like, Navy ship special ops planes. This this doesn't describe the abduction. This sounds like something that people would say in 1969. Like, they would be like, it was the Russians. Like, shut up. And then some people think that all these people came together and made up a story about being abducted in order to make the town a travel destination. No. But I don't think so. I don't think so. That just wouldn't happen. It would be like a lot of work and you would need people that really care about their community a lot. Like, to the point of like lying and like making false police reports like that makes no sense my theory is aliens oh i think you're right that aliens came (laughs) yeah debunked moving on okay are you ready for the next yes ufo sighting born ready okay so i came across this one a while ago and i decided to google it it was also an unsolved mystery i love unsolved one on Unsolved Mysteries, oh. but it was in the original one. Oh, okay. With Robert Stack. Okay. And I think that this episode was in the 1980s or 1990s. Have you seen the old Unsolved yeah, Mysteries? Yeah, my grandma used to watch it. With the guy? Yeah. And he has the trench coat? <laughs> it's like, this is Unsolved yes. Yeah, my grandma watched that okay. all the time. Okay, so the one we're going to talk about, you can find on YouTube, and it's the 1967 Falcon Lake incident. It was a UFO sighting slash encounter, and it's in uh, Manitoba, Canada. Ooh, okay. I love Canada. Welcome to Canada. So this guy, his name's Stefan or Steven. I've heard it pronounced <laughs> Mikolak. Stefan or Steven? He was a Polish immigrant who... Immigrated to Canada after World then War II. Then maybe it's And Stephen. he was a mechanic. That's what I yeah, think if it he's is. Stefan. From where again? I forget. Poland? Stefan. We're just going to go with Yeah, Stefan. How about, let's call him Steph. 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 Yeah, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
Uh, Steph was a mechanic. He lived with his wife and son in Manitoba and in general just lived a normal, quiet life. Nice. He went out to the forest to go rock hunting or like mining for silver and quartz. Okay. Cute. I love that. I wish I had a little quartz deposit in my area. That'd be fun. You might. Really? I don't know. That I could just walk around and just tap with a little tiny pick. (laughs) Yeah, that's what they showed a picture of him doing. Really? That sounds so fun. Just a little tiny pick, like with a little basket. And you could sing, gold, gold, the more the richer, gold. You know that song from um, Pocahontas? From Pocahontas! Mine, mine. Yes, you could walk around and and do that. (laughs) Just sing that. And get a little pug. Really loud. And come with me. And like, and then people will be like, okay, it's yours. Exactly. They wouldn't mess with me. That'd be so funny. It would work. Okay, so he's like looking for quartz. And he hears these geese making a ton of noise. And he's like, what is going on? So he goes down to investigate. Looking on the tree, I notice two cigarette-like shape things. Interesting. In the middle. What the hell is that? The animation is so good. I know, the animation is so good. And the other one is coming. Really ahead of its time here. (laughs) I start looking for marks. The way he's telling the story, you can really tell he's, like, reliving it. Yeah, so he... Like, he's, like, he's, like, seeing it as he's talking. Like, I 100% believe him. So he drew sketches of what he saw later for the police, and they looked kind of like the, so- the flying saucers. That's creepy. So he sees these. He says two, and one comes all the way down and lands on the ground. And he initially thought that it was an American test plane some sort of american aircraft that they were testing yeah he's like is this what america's like he's like (laughs) uh (laughs) this is this wouldn't happen in poland (laughs) yeah but he thought maybe they were having like trouble and that they had to land for some reason so he walks over towards it and he starts saying in english hey yankees are you okay like yankee boys i'm i'm from canada and i can help you like trying to help them Oh my god. And they god. don't respond, so then he starts talking in Russian. Oh yeah, shit. And they up. didn't respond to the Russian, like nothing came out. And so he keeps getting closer as he's talking to them. He, then he starts talking in Polish, still nothing, and he's like, okay, German. I'll try German. Um, are you German? Okay, this guy's like iconic. How many freaking languages does he know? Exactly. That's iconic. I was like, okay, first of all, this guy's pretty smart. He knows four languages. At yeah. <laughs> and so he still didn't get any response. And by this time, he was close enough to the craft, able to, like, he could reach out and touch it. And he's a <gasps> mechanic who also knows how to weld. So he's looking at it, okay. and he couldn't see any seams of where it would have been welded. This guy is, like, the most perfect person to be there at that time because he has, like, all this knowledge about it. Yeah, I was like, how did they get this guy to That's see so it? That's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so Seriously, they made a stupid decision there. They got a re- really, like qualified guy like (laughs) to look at it yeah probably the worst guy to land by he said that this door just popped out of nowhere like there's no seams and it just like opened up and he's tried to like 
peek in and it, the light was so bright that he had to put on his safety goggle things and turn away. Oh. Like he couldn't look into it. Yeah. Then the door came back up and he like reached out to touch the craft because he'd like never seen anything like there were no markings on it he was looking to see like is there any sort of american flag or anything that would indicate what country this is from nothing yeah so he touches it it burns weird through his glove he like has to throw off his glove and then it like the craft turned around and there were holes on the side of the craft and it shot some sort of gas at him and his shirt caught on fire (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Does he have his like burned up shirt? Yes. So they have a picture of the shirt. This is the shirt. Oh my it? god, that's insane. Like, see the little holes where the it's like it like looks there? like somebody like th- yeah. like put an iron on him. Like one of those like sewing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then not only that, it got his chest. I don't know if you if they show that. There, I saw a picture. Holy see the burns crap. on his chest. So he got burnt pretty bad from this, and then it took off. Like, as soon as he, he caught on fire, he ran away. Yeah. As soon as, like, he's caught on fire, he ran away, and then the craft took off. But by that point, he's, like, focusing on, like, I'm on fire. I have to Yeah, obviously, yeah. He's got these burns. He tries to use his compass to get back to the main road to get to his car, and I guess the compass was, like, swirling around. Like, he couldn't use it. Wow. And he starts getting really sick. So he's, like, vomiting. The burns hurt really bad. So he goes home. He reports what happened. He has to go to the doctor and get treated for these burns. The doctors are like, what happened? And he's describing, like, what he saw. And the police come out. And the government gets involved. They're trying <gasps> to figure out what, who is it? Like Red flag. They were like, maybe it was the Americans. We don't know. Oh, like, the government And knew so they asked the Americans. The Americans say wasn't us and so this guy is really sick he was sick for a long time sick yeah so the um he would throw up every day and his skin i guess would like excrete like this sulfur smell and he would get headaches and um to me what it kind of sounded like when he first talked about it was radiation poisoning yeah and they tested him for it and he didn't have radiation poisoning they couldn't figure out what was making him sick the only thing that the doctors could say was like burns like that's all we can say is that it's burns and his burns started to heal up after three months and then they came back so they would keep <gasps> coming and going and coming and going oh my gosh i am this is like the scaredest i've ever been while we film a podcast this is like freaking <laughs> me out seriously so- you could see the interview he's like totally calm about it and like has accepted it and i love him and he died in like i think 1999 he had them till the day he died the scars from the burn so eventually he what did he die from they they didn't say but he was pretty old i think he was like 89 or something he's pretty old if he if it was like cancer that'd be interesting because that can be like from radiation yeah i don't think it was though so I think oh, that okay. they were like, well, I guess it's not radiation poisoning. So they had no idea. They just didn't know. So they just kept trying to treat so him. Weird. After they verified, like, what happened, like, obviously he has these burns on his body. Um, this whole research team went out to the site where he said that he saw the UFO. And they noticed a round circle where he said that he saw the UFO where no vegetation was growing at all. Mm-hmm. Like there's moss and grass and flower, like wildflowers growing everywhere except for this one circle. 
And when they went around the circle with a Geiger counter, which also measures radiation, it was off the charts. Yeah. But even to this day, you can go to that place and there's nothing growing there. No. Yeah. This is considered Canada's most verifiable UFO sighting. His little boy at the time was 10 years old. His name was Stan. And he wrote a book about it. Like a book about the UFO thing. Like he interviewed his dad. And that's available online. It's called When They Appeared. It's by Stan Mikulak. Wow. When They Appeared. Yeah. So you can check that out. You can watch the Unsolved Mysteries uh, episode. I thought that story was really interesting. Super interesting. And it has a lot of, like, documentation. Yeah. There's video interviews with the guy. And he's adorable. That was just a couple of UFO stories. That was, like, really fun. I felt like we were just, like, telling, like, ghost stories. Yeah. I really liked this one. (laughs) This was enjoyable. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. This was an episode of the... Slightly Okay, let's not do that because I think there's a lag. Uh, the Slightly Credibles. Slightly Credibles. <laughs> you can check us out next week. I'm Shalee. And I'm Stefan. <laughs> no, she's Abby. I'm Abby. You got me. Okay, bye. Bye. Hello. Hello, we are ETs, and we wanted to tell you to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the Slightly Credibles podcast. Bye!